previously on Crit Happens. I'm Justin Anderson, the DM, and I'm going to be getting ready to lead these hooligans through some astral adventures. Hello, everybody. My name is Trey Steele. I will be playing Gildrax, a gemstone dragonborn fighter. I'm Tanner Savage. I'm going to be playing Jib. He is a artificer. Hi, I'm Bryce. I'm going to be playing this lovely woman, Auntie Janet. She is a very... Very holy warlock. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, I'm Heather. I'm playing Gloom Glumdrop. Uh, she's a plasmoid wizard, and she's here to kick trash today. I'm ready to go. I'm Lorian, and I'm going to be playing a druid fairy named Cherry Blossom, and she goes by Cher. One way or another, unfortunately, the mind flares have gotten a hold of you. But something is a bit different today. As suddenly you reel back to consciousness as the ship shudders under a sudden impact. You guys are seemingly free from their uh, tendrils. So, uh, you guys feel that too, right? The overwhelming sense of freedom? Yeah. yeah. I got I got a question for y'all. Where the heck are we? The door is suddenly kicked in as an elithid and a duogar with kind of that blank stare. You guys see the mind flash go boom against like the side of the door and his head just like cracks across like the bulkhead the door guy is like i know about an escape pod i believe that this one he points out a hallway as you guys run down in you can hear people rummaging around through boxes there is a chest that contains a lot of your stuff i think i found some stuff you guys can all get your stuff they're all in the same area you guys are able to board one of these almost like chrysalid pods like zan will shove you in shut the door and hit the button all right as you guys feel up as you guys feel your inertia go forward. As your pod drifts in the astral sea, you guys are awkwardly sitting in absolute silence. Just barely being thrown into a small, cramped, confined space with six other people. This is a good time probably to introduce each other in character. You guys have some time before anything happens. We are more formally able to introduce ourselves. As uh, Jib, uh, Jib kind of looks around and looks at Gildrax and is like, So, uh, you know any of these people? Not a one. All right. I'm Jib. Hi, Jib. Oh, Th- hi. Thank you. Hello, Jib. Hi, Gildrax. I, I know you. You're fine. Hello. So we got Gil the, and... The, the, dwar- the Duergar is still with you guys. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm Jib. Jib and Gil. Gil. This is Gildrax. Gildrax. Can I call you Gil? I would appreciate the full thing. But Gildrax. Honestly, I could care less. All right. I, I respect that. There's nothing wrong with that. I like shortening names, but not everybody does. Um, I'm Cher. Hi, Cher. Uh, Hi, is Gildrax. A, is, this a, is this a thing? Is, this is just kind of where I'm from. This is what you do. Okay. Hi. Should I have said I know you already? You do whatever you Hi, want. Hi, Gildrax. Hey. Hey. At least acknowledge them. Would Gildrax the like to give a brief description of his character? <laughs> uh, yeah, Gildrax is an amethyst gemstone dragonborn. He is currently probably trying to armor up with a chainmail undercoat that rests underneath your stereotypical pirate button-up uh, leather boots. 
an admiral's hat that he slides underneath uh, his horns, and his horns sit, funnily enough, back over the admiral's hat perfectly. Is it a tricorn admiral hat or a French naval admiral it is, hat? I, believe, I think it's French naval. The long, the long, yeah. Yes, that is French naval. Okay, now we gotta, now we got that in our heads. As he's sort of uh, shifting around, you can tell he where most of his scales would be there. It's mostly gemstone. I guess that's really all about him. That's important. Awesome, uh, Jib. Would you like to give a creep? Uh, you yes. Talking? Let's give it. Um, brief the most important thing about Jib is obviously his large gun that he carries strapped, kind of. You know what they say about men with large I think he's compensating for something. Exactly. He is a dwarf. 100%. He is very short. So, um, he's actually, so looking at him, he actually doesn't seem like your typical dwarf. He is, he's rather lean for a dwarf, so he doesn't, he's not extremely bulky. If if you didn't know better, you might construe him for maybe a rather plump uh, gnome or halfling, but he's very so, tall and plump. Yeah, very tall and plump. But he is he is he is pretty slim for a dwarf. He's well built, but not necessarily extremely muscular. He's got a <laughs> depends on how long uh, how long they've been enslaved by the mind flayers. But uh, he would normally have a very well kempt kind of short cropped beard. Uh, it's probably a little longer and more scraggly than he it would is, like. It is pretty scraggly. Yeah, and his hair is also kind of cut short and would usually be kind of like framing his face kind of uh, generally like ear length. He is currently uh, at least somewhat covered in gunpowder as he has recently gotten his things back as his hands were kind of covered previously from the battle. Uh, But yeah, he seems to have a lot of well-oiled tools, everything. And for one who seemed to love the gunpowder, his tools and all are almost like spick and spam and the clothing that he's now pulling out of his sack that he had hurriedly stuffed it into to, to escape. Um, the clothing he's pulling out is extremely well-kempt and doesn't seem to have very much uh, gunpowder or any oil or anything on it. It is spick and spam and very clean. And then a uh, certain chair started talking after them about describing her character. All right. Please, Loris, describe your character. So chair is a small, barely three-foot-tall fairy. She has very large, proportionate to her body, dragonfly wings. The wings ha- are clear looking almost like gemstone or glass with multiple different colors. And uh, most of them are reds and pinks with a mix of some greens. Very bright. Um, It matches her magenta eyes, but her hair is kind of odd. It is, since it's grown out probably for a while, it is about halfway down the roots. It's just this like stark, dark green, bad dye job. And it's all chopped messy at the end. So then she's got some pink roots that match the color of her eyes that are showing through. And all over her body, she has these tattoos of constellations and other horoscopy astral stuff. That is her, and she's going. She's putting on some leather armor right now that she had, just really basic. Looks very fairy-made, earthy, druidy. Awesome. Okay, then let's let's uh, let's get Gloom or Auntie Janet. Whoever wants to go next. All right. So uh, Gloom is kind of sitting there awkwardly, but she's um she's eighteen years old. Um, <laughs> just straight up, she's really young. Um, she's about she makes herself five feet tall. Um, just like kind of squishing her plasmoid self down. Um, she is purple and a little bit sparkly. She has a green gemstone in the middle of her forehead for her arcane focus. 
Um, she's currently wearing, like, let's call it, like, lederhosen, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, rainwear. So she has a big yellow raincoat that's open, and then these, like, yellow rainwear shorts with, like, suspenders and a white shirt, and then just big rain boots. Um, she is, she does not look like she's been around town, okay? <laughs> she's pretty, she looks like a homebody. Oh, my gosh, that's so cute. <laughs> so, uh, also Auntie Janet, she's just kind of sitting there really partially, like, peeved in a way, but just kind of taking whatever, trying to be at least somewhat nice. But she is a woman that she looks pretty much, like, in her 60s to 70s. You can probably guess. Who knows? She doesn't tell her age. Um, <laughs> she has this, like, Victorian bun uh, kind of put in the back. She's wearing, like, grays, some creamer colors. Uh, she even has, like, this, like, uh, lightish purplish cloak, kind of like um, like a purple royal kind of, like, bag, but just, like, a little darker. You can see she even has some pouches on her. It looks like she might even have some, like, little needles and thread. And, of course, she has a lovely-looking scythe on her as well. Not suspicious. Not intimidating <laughs> Not all. intimidating, no. The granny with the no, scythe. No, <laughs> it uh, looks, like looks like it has a little bit of blood stains on it still. And uh, it, it also looks like it might have been, uh, it looks like it has markings of, like, a scarecrow, per se. Awesome. Um, and for the sixth member of our little group, who our, is our good Durgar friend, our Durgar describe friend, describe him. Let us know. Uh, he is wearing. He does not look like he's has combat attire. He looks more like as he gets into his clothes. Uh, he looks like a an artisan of some sort. Uh, he has fine jewelry that looks handmade. Uh, he has weird rollers he puts up in his beard to maintain how long his beard is. And he has, like, 18 different combs that he's going through to perfectly, like, get his beard perfect. He's, like, running a razor across his head in it to make his hair perfectly, like, his head perfectly smooth. Jib is seeing this and appreciates yeah. the yeah. attention to detail he, this uh, man shows. And then he has, so his beard kind of goes, like, almost like two little curls like this. And then it comes back up where the roller is. And then <laughs> you just notice, like, he kind of also has a leather apron on. Not like a, like bags and stuff. He has like little tool like gem toolers and like little like magnifying glasses and a head like little headstones or like little, little headset for like looking really fine detail. This man is like the definition of like self care. Um, the only <laughs> note thing that looks off on him is that weird silver mace he carries around that has like the weird like the heads look like they can like the heads look like they either detach or something happens with them. Uh -huh. They have little seams around the bottom of each one. Jib's looking at him. He's like, so uh, can I can I borrow one of those combs? You don't ask a man for his comb. I, I, I mean, I just did. Leave me a persuasion with disadvantage. Oh, God. <laughs> These are very important combs to him. Um, that is a... I rolled a 12. Oh, gosh, what's my persuasion? One. So, 13? I mean, look, look. You're fine, since, as one who, since we both just got out of slavery. Fine. Okay, as one who <laughs> appreciates, he, he takes you, the you, comb. You can keep it. As he, like, looks like he, he's kind of germaphobic a little bit. As he's the like, Jib kind of feels bad now because he just wanted to borrow it. Yeah. But um, they are made out of actually uh, astral whalebone. Oh, they are like fancy these shit. Are, these are oh. these are mm -hmm. bougie. Yeah, they, they are bougie. Like you reckon this is probably like a ten gold comb. I, he looks and he's like, I'll keep good care of it. I'll I'll treasure yeah. it forever. Look good. As he just kind of like, <laughs> I start there. I, as Jib he starts, starts maintaining like, his own beard. Yeah, it's a lot shorter than our Durgar friends, mm -hmm. and he kind of combs his hair back into place. Yeah. but he's putting like a lot of bobbles in his beard, like a lot of distinguishing, like kind of like jewels and like little silver bells and things like that. He definitely like 
tinkles when he walks. Like you just hear like <laughs> all these different like bells and like, things and like his beard. little like gems and stuff clicking together. He makes like noise when he walks. He's, what are those for? Um, it sounds a bit racist, but Duogar are hard to tell apart, so we decorate ourselves in certain ways to be more outstanding from each other. And this is my family's hairstyle, and this is my own personal touches. Because most Duogar also just have pure white hair. Mm-hmm. Like, their hair does not change color. It's pure white from, like, the pure shock of what happened to their race. Yeah. So if you, uh, if you use, uh, you got, like, the golden bells and your brother's got, like, the silver bells. Exactly. And, like, okay, they, they, they may not have the bells, but they might have, like, a, like an amethyst where I have a, an emerald or something like that. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways, he does not look like a fighter whatsoever. <laughs> he, he looks like he's got a lot of uh, uh, jewelry and things. Yeah, he, so looks, he looks like he's like more a of a craftsman. Like, oh, yeah, cool. a jeweler specifically. Okay. Darjib appreciates this. Mm-hmm. As he kind of just awkwardly sits there, very like very polite, like straight back, sitting like a proper gentleman, just like. So, you come here often? No. Oh, okay. Uh, me, me neither. It was a, it was a joke. Um, uh, he like he pulls out a pocket watch that has like fourteen different hands. Oh boy! And so, like you notice that there's like the the there's like several layers of glass. Each one is etched with a specific marking. He's like, I don't think we're where I'm from since this isn't working correctly. Uh, as he flips it shut. Um, where are you lot from? I'm from the Hidden Hodge. Um, it's it's a, it's a place on a planet. I don't know too much about it. We just kind of keep to ourselves in our town. Um, but that's where I'm from. Okay. Um, guessing you two are know each other and yeah, you seem so, like uh, a... Yeah, Gildrix and I, we're, uh, we're from uh, all over the place. Aye. Uh, awesome, Okay. I'm guessing you're looking like you don't know where you are, so you're a primitive. I'm from uh, Dave and Linda's house, if you know them, 224 Water Lane Road. <laughs> ah, yes, I know exactly who that is. Oh, good, you know them? That was, that was Are you sure oh. it's Water Lane? If it's Water Lily, I think I might know them. Sounds like a slippery slope to me. I, I think, <laughs> I'm assuming, I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> you three don't look like you are used to uh, the... The Astral Sea or Spelljammers, right? The like ass what? Astral Sea. That's a lot of ass. <laughs> no, it's <there's laughs> an, there are no posteriors up here besides uh, the one you bring with you and the one others have. Yes? DM, what would my character know about the Astral Sea? I'm just curious. You would know it's a thing. Because okay. you were you were you were did not have spell gems from where you were from, right? No, but I do know a lot about like the stars yeah, and things. You like know that. that there was something that enveloped all of everything, and okay. that's probably the astral sea. If you're you are a spellcaster, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know the astral sea envelops mostly everything. It's like the infinite universe, like oh. the the thing in between everything. Okay. It's like the it's like the jam in between the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> Ooh, the yeah. best part. That, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why these are called spell jammers. Oh yeah, hit jam. <laughs> yeah. Lose four hit points off <laughs> <laughs> your maximum. Oh, no. No. Rip. So, you guys can get acquainted over about a four day period. Oh gall! As you guys, so we take we take a long rest, right? Yeah, you guys That's take a, a long, long rest. rest. Okay, great, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, Jib is going to uh, Jib is going to prepare his uh, artificer infusions. He is going to. He's going to give Gildrax his enhanced defense. Does Gildrax have a shield? Uh, I do. He does not currently. 
Okay. Gildrax is more than capable of using whatever you want him to have. Okay. Gildrax puts uh, puts enhanced defense on Gildrax. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Jib puts uh, enhanced defense on Gildrax's armor. Yeah. So Gildrax is going to get plus one AC. And then Jib is going to currently have. Uh, he's he's going to keep his uh, his magic detecting mist in his gun as he's going to prepare his. Uh, you lose the lavender scent? Or no, 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 you don't. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's magical tinkering, yeah. but one of my artificer infusions, I'm going to keep my wand of magic detection. Is there anything else anyone would like to do with this downtime? Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to cast precipitation on everybody to make sure everyone's flipping clean in the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're dirty. You. You're nasty. Uh, so <laughs> the Duogar thanks you, and so does Jim. Uh, yeah. Uh, Did you oh just yeah. call me Jim? Jim? <laughs> Did I say, I said, sorry, Jib. Jib, thank you. Uh, yeah, Zan also will ex- ex- like say hello. Uh, my name is Zan. So Hi, Zan. You don't need to do that. Uh, wait, what? Why didn't you do um, it? I, I thought that was. I a was thing. about to, and then you cut me off. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we need to do it together? Okay, one more time. Okay, okay ready? Say, one, say my no, name. No, really, you don't. No, need okay. say your name, Zan. What? Let, Hi, your just... name is Zam. Hello, right? Zan. Zan. Hi, Hi Zan. Did I do it right? Yes, you did. You okay. did great. Okay, thanks. Yes, the, the children would be very proud. Thank you, I guess. Um, as he will awkwardly kind of like tapping his fingers Does on each anybody other. have hobbies that they I, like to do? I need, um, I was going to go up to Janet at one point and be like, hey. Hi. Janet, do you know how to dye hair? Well, I, I definitely do, yes. I've, I've experienced a lot of things in my life, and dyeing is one of them. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Also, just Absolutely real- can. A real fo- fast note, uh, mm-hmm. you guys are still in the Astral Sea, so you don't need to eat, drink, or breathe, so there's no risk of starvation. Okay. Love it. Unless Jib. you hit enter a sphere. Yeah, Jib, Jib does have a rather unnaturally large stash of rations and water on him. He has one kind of belt loop that just has this like large water skin, and another one that you kind of almost see him constantly pulling out little snacks and ration yeah. pieces out Just of. Just because you don't have to eat, drink, or breathe doesn't mean it does, doesn't does feel good to drink something and actually taste something, mm. even though it is only a plane of, like, the, the Astral Sea is, like, a, a place of mind over matter. Like, just thinking about moves you somewhere. That's about it, really. Uh, there's a... How do I put this? There's a weird feeling that comes across to all you guys in this about four days travel, about the third day into this travel. Okay. Uh, you guys kind of feel like a, a, a gut-sucking feeling, like your gut's like almost like your gut's moving out of its own volition. Not like it's trying to walk away, but you feel like it's being pulled somewhere. Uh, you guys are about to get pulled into a sphere. Uh, as soon as this starts to happen, Gildrax will pull out half a bottle of rum that he's been saving, <laughs> and uh, he'll go, drinks. Oh, my God. Yes, please. Um, yes, please. Oh, sure. <laughs> I haven't had anything other than water in a while. I... Uh, it gets a bit rockier here soon. Do you, so you all partake of a shot of rum. Mm. It's probably not the best rum. No, sir. It's <laughs> probably more like grog of, it Ugh. will do, very limey, very just like, it's purely so you get your citrus and alcohol mixed in one. Ah, oh, man, the flavor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as you guys hit uh, the outer edge of the sphere, suddenly like your guys' stomach goes whoop. For you three, would you make me a Constitution saving throw? <laughs> you two are used to it. Yeah, we're. It's a, it's a good we've day. Got our, Unless we've, you guys we've got are our like this is this sea is like legs. this is like uh, this is yeah like exactly sea legs. This is like, mm-hmm. it, can you survive the rocking of the boat kind of thing? I think that since my character flies around all the time in my natural twenty, I'm fine. Awesome. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, I got a nine. Uh, this is pretty fitting since Gloom has never had alcohol. <laughs> uh, and she's never <laughs> been in this boat before. Yep. I got a dirty 20. Awesome. Ooh, Auntie, Auntie Janet. Auntie Janet mm. is used to uh, weird shenanigans being... This is nothing. This is nothing. <laughs> um, Gloom, you're definitely like... Oh, like Gloom kind of like goes from like a purple to kind of a pink as like it's she's kind of like a, as you kind of see like the involuntary reflexes of like trying to puke. Like, Gildrax is like they change colors. You manage to keep it down. Like mood rings. It's almost like you know <laughs> as you don't man, you'd manage not to puke but you're definitely feeling a bit nauseated. As you guys enter the sphere and suddenly <gasps> you can start breathing again. Oh my as God, this, I can feel this, this uh, ship this escape pod seems to have a couple days or weeks worth of air, fresh air. Chip, what you're gonna say? You rip ass immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! How did you? How did you know, man? Jib, I swear. I swear, Jib, if you take one more step towards me. Um, Jib is, no, Jib, Jib pulls out a, a strange device. It almost looks like a mask in some sort. With like, it almost seems to have like two containers that are like connected to kind of the mouthpiece. As he immediately pulls it out and like unscrews like two kind of two kind of Oops. caps. Yeah, that are connected to these containers, these canisters that are connected to the mask as he immediately like flips the switch as you hear a kind of like this sucking noise coming from these containers. What's the sucking noise? It's just getting some reserve air. Getting some good. <laughs> um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but now that we're in a sphere, we have a limited oxygen supply. Slightly for those who are less, uh, <laughs> for those of you who are less uh, astronomically inclined, we're on something called a spell jammer. We're on something called a spell jammer. Think about like a ship that you'd use to sail your oceans, but put that in the astral sea, which is what surrounds your, where you live, your giant rock you live on, pretty much. Make sense? Not really, but oh, yeah, okay, it so, does. Yeah. Anyways, well, there's no air in the area that surrounds your planet. And so this is having our air, and I believe it has about 30 days worth of air. So if we're There's lucky... There's about six of us, so... The, luckily for us, these pods are designed to hold eight. So it's meant to hold eight people's worth of air for 30 days. So... Can we steer it, or is it just a... It's an escape pod, no. Great. We is are it? letting out a signal, but... A mind flare one. Who? Yeah, who's going to pick up on that? Uh, anyone who's within the range. It's hope Aww. they're friendly. Do y'all, uh, do you, how well do you know, like, the astral sea? Like, if I pulled out my, I've um, got this hand There is thing. a little front area where there is a, like, a window that is, like, with a, the little cover shut over it that you guys can lift up if you want to look out into where you guys are currently. Yeah. Lift it up. Do it. Yeah, you lift it up as you guys all enter the kind of cockpit area where two people would sit. There are very basic controls, but it's not like you're going to be driving anywhere. It's like, hey, using our momentum, I can roughly steer us in a general direction. It's, it's like a glider and not a plane. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good analogy. Oh, I was going to say, do we see? Well, I guess we got the open. Do we see any planets or anything? Uh, out there. Normally, you two would be used to seeing something out of these boxes. It is extremely misty here, almost like smog. Um, as you can see, like nebulas turning in on itself, like large clouds of these weird purplish green gases. You can see rocks floating about, maybe even the occasional uh, wild space life, such as um, like space guppies. 
which are like large fish or space eels, things like that. Or astral space eels. cod, space salmon, you yeah. know, just throw <laughs> space tuna. in it and we'll be fine. Oh, tuna. Space tuna, yeah. The space oh. chicken of the space sea. Yeah, exactly. The Astral Monsters Manual was very creative with their naming of these <laughs> free space animals of space guppy, space whale, space insert animal. I was gonna say I'd pull out my star my star map and see if I can see any terrestrial bodies near us that we could kind of steer towards. The scariest part is you do not see any stars from how thick this uh, this nebula is. Oh. You can see like asteroids and stuff like that. Like in my star map? Uh, on your star map? Yeah. Does it show like a local surrounding area? Um, I think, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. know how the star map works. I, honestly, so. I looked it up and I, well, I'm still in my accent. Uh, I looked it up and I still wasn't quite sure. It just says I've created a star map. That is a. We can we can talk about that later, but for now let's say no, just because. Yeah, because we don't want to say anything. Let's. See. Um, but you can. The only one thing that you could see for certain is there's a there's a bright orange ball of fire named a sun, and it is. I saw. You guys are headed generally heading in its direction. You are very far away from it, but you're just genuine generally getting pulled into its gravity. Oh, well, I just got my cart license, and I hop in the front seat. Yeah. Oh, and my. I just begin. I just, like, yeah. try out all the controls. There, there, there are literally two sticks. If you pull back on the left stick, your your ship starts to go like this and go left. If you pull back on the right stick, it goes right. If you pull back on both sticks, it goes down. And if you push forward on both sticks, it goes up. Very basic. But you still, no matter what way you do it, you're just you're angling yourself towards the sun in some way, shape, or form because of the gravity. Like I said, very rudimentary controls. Gloom, you got your what permit? What'd oh, you say? My cart license. What is that? Oh, you know, like for carts and like, stuff. Like cart wheels? No, like, like cart. You know, like horses and things. Oh, that yeah. Yeah, carts. carts. Sorry. I, yeah. I don't tired. think the fundamentals are the same. I think it's. Space fairing vessels are fairly different than. Carts. I wouldn't worry yourself about worrying about steering. Will they be found in 30 days or will be found later, just not currently living? Well, like, we always have the option. Just hyperventilate a little bit. Don't, hey, don't hey. worry about it. It's no. here. They're going to stop live. wasting the air. Exactly. Yeah, we can start killing each other off. Well, okay, that's a bit far and gruesome. No, I'm sorry. I just was 24. thinking ahead. I just, I'm sorry. I don't know where I am. I don't remember much at all what happened, how I ended up here. It's it's funny that. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, because I was going to... I? I was on a diplomatic vessel with my family, and that's oh. where I got taken. Do you have kids? I do. I have two. That's wonderful. Mm, kids. Kids. How Love old you are they? You said that in a really weird way. I What? <laughs> mm, kids. Because I'm like, that, that gives me about kids. <laughs> Because I respect my own children, you nasty. Get your mind out of the gutter. Not, my mind is not in the gutter. Yeah. The way you said it. Look, okay. We, Don't we disrespect are. an old woman in her age. I am. I believe I'm older than you. Shut up. But that is also genetically easier for dwarves. Anyhow, any of you have any board games or something, you card games... That you brought along with you. I pull out a knife and I place my hand on the table. Well, I know this one game. Because I have all my fingers. (laughs) And I go chop, chop, chop. Okay. Jip pulls out. He's missing all his fingers. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I I can sew. Abs will go into downtime activity. Ooh. Ooh. 
what is what do we do there? Um, you guys can just spend some downtime activity, maybe reading books, or if you want, or have a skill that you want to practice. Can I make a bomb? <laughs> in a out of the small box. enclosed ship with limited air, I think you should definitely make a bomb. Good, good. Enclosed um, space. Great plan. I want to say it, you could. It might be dangerous though in a small tin can. Jib knows his safety precautions. He will not make a bomb, awesome. but he will tinker with his gun. Awesome. As as Jib is like starting to make a bomb, Gildrax, without even looking, is like putting your hands away. I just like he sees you going through the motions. Going through the motions. I'm like, okay, and you. Put your hand um, on my, put your put your hand on my head as I just oh like my God, the bromance. just just immediately it's like what what and then I look down and I look that, that I'm about that, to that's like, a bomb yeah I, I look down and I'm like I'm about to light a fuse I'm like oh right I forgot <laughs> and I put it away um, Amazing. as you guys are doing that uh, Zan will pull out like a tiny little like workbench type of thing and unfold it and like hold his legs really still and just start like what pocket was he keeping that in. Uh, he, has a, he has a gigantic Oh, it's the backpack. giant sack. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he has a gigantic... That, that gigantic backpack takes up a whole seat of where a human would sit with all his stuff. Gildrax, on, on probably the first day, would uh, open that crate we got. Awesome. <laughs> we forgot um, about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh as gosh. you just pull out the crate, um, as you just like, oh, I don't need to have... I just have weapons. <laughs> Hack it open. I got um, these tools. I could pry it open. In, inside... those. Inside... Is a lot of silks, yeah. Um, but they seem to be padding for a very nice-looking weapon. There is a tiny little hand axe. Nice. Gildrax will pick it up and go. Yeah. There, the hand axe has what looks like five gems set on the the head, all towards the front of the blade, like near the blade, but the blade is still there. There is a ruby, a sapphire, a emerald, a yellow cat eye diamond, and a aquamarine. Uh, Gildrax will hold it aloft and he'll go, You're all sort of magic-y types. Can anyone? Yeah, <laughs> give me that. <laughs> Jib, like, overexcitedly just grabs it and sets it down on the table as he, like, oh, runs my. his hands together and pulls out his own kind of, like, monocle that, like, zooms out. Like, it has several, like, a telescoping lens as he starts casting Identify on this. As a ritual? Uh, yes. Awesome. What, yep. We have plenty. 30 days. Just, we, have, we got 30 days, so. Uh, you have 30 days to live. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's going to cast Identify on the axe. Awesome. Uh, the axe is a plus one weapon, and you can, once per each gem per day, change its damage type to the corresponding gem. Dang, that's right. Uh, Ruby is fire. The aquamarine is lightning. The yellow cat's eye diamond is thunder. The emerald is acid, and the sapphire is cold. So basically, I can switch it to cold once per day. I can switch it to fire once per day. Yeah. Sweet. So to get around immune, it is just a plus one weapon. Otherwise, it is a uncommon axe. I I hold it aloft and it's I describe the axe of elements. Axe of elements. The elemental axe. Uh, uh, Darjib holds it up and he's like, "Hey guys, check this out!" And he whoosh, and he flexes and he swings the axe around as yeah. it flashes and now it's lit on fire. <laughs> Pretty cool, right? <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Anybody, any, any one of you guys know how to swing an axe? I know you do. All day. Gildrax, but, uh... I, I, I don't know, except for to cut wood. I mean, this would probably cut the wood and start the fire in one swing. I love it. Oh my it's, gosh, it's two for one combo. It is probably about the size of, like, a hand axe, so... It's not like a battle axe. It's like a I, I hand it off to Gildrax as the resident fighter of the group. Uh, yeah, the, Gil, the Gildrax, uh, he'll take it, and he'll say, 
Everybody's sure they don't want this. I wouldn't know what to do with it. Yeah. You swing it. Like, I know that, but like, and I don't, it, like you follow through. It's like I can definitely like, use it, but yeah, I don't think it's my thing. If it I, had like vines <laughs> on it, maybe, or like, never mind. That's a. What's your thing with with vines? I like I like trees. She's a she's a pixie. No, what are they called? Fairy. Yeah, fairy. close enough. Pixie's um, fine. I, I we don't discriminate where I'm from. We we're all fey, you know. Mm-hmm. We don't worry too much about names. She's not one of those assholes from the Savannah's courts. But <laughs> yeah. the what? Oh yeah, from the, the what? Oh yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of space elves who are absolute. To put this politely, douche canoes. Uh, yeah, most elves I've met are douche canoes. They're so up and tidy and like we're not. I'm not from the Fae Wild. Like we're kind of just outside of the Fae Wild. There's like a good little uh, no, jaunt outside. Jaunt outside, yeah, that's yeah. a good way to say it. As we're gonna fast forward a little bit, unless you want to say something, Bryce. Sorry, I've been nope. you haven't got to interact at all. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just no screen time for Bryce. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I'm, trying to, I'm trying to save no. your voice. Uh, no, what she's gonna do is she does notice the box had silks in it. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, she's absolutely grabbing those silks, one hundred percent. There's probably about enough silk to make like a dress or like a suit or something out of. She Ooh. would, she would be sewing. Awesome. She would absolutely be hey, and can you can you dye my hair? I've got a box of dark, dark. Yeah. I want these roots dark. covered up. You, the dark, dark. Like how dark are we? Getting? Like uh, it's like a like dark trauma green. Response kind of dark. Yeah, probably. Okay, great. We can do that. Thanks, Janet. No problem. You're, you're a real sweetie. Anytime. I appreciate okay, so you. The, the problem is, aunt. do you have the water to do that? Oh, for I would, Jim's like, I was like, I got you covered. As he pops <laughs> out his. Uh, um, Oh, actually, I would think like a water skin at J- the very least. Jake pops yeah. out his uh, his uh, instead of his large water skin that he keeps, he pops out a small what almost looks like a revolver, but it's like large. Like it basically looks like a revolver where the chambers are the size of water bottles, and he rotates it and pops off one of them as it as he starts pouring out water, and the water is far more than what would have considerably. Or reasonably been within that water bottle as he he uh, he pulls out his another one of his infusions, the alchemist jug. <laughs> I love the alchemist jug awesome. so much. The mayo. Yeah. So yeah, we get we got we, we got water covered. Don't worry, you guys. In that in that. So while you guys do all that, about a week passes as you guys have not even heard any sign. You haven't seen anything. Who who would be in the front with uh, with uh, Zan? Zan is working in the front. Uh, Gildrax, Gildrax will sit in the front just sort of idly, uh, like he's checking out his phone, you know? Yeah, he's just sitting there watching Space <laughs> Yeah, he's watching, by. he's watching Space YouTube. Yeah, um, Space Tube. Space Tube. Uh, or Me Tube. Me Tube. Yeah, there we go. Um, as you're, as you're, uh, diddling in the front, just doing nothing, faffing about, uh, a shadow looms over your ship as another, th- uh, over your pod, over something approaching it from behind. Uh... Is it something that I could perceive in any nah, real capacity? You you can't see anything see yet it. because it's coming behind you. Um, as you keep floating, you to either side of you see what looks like teeth what? come mm. over the pod and go. Uh, before like the teeth close, Gildrax will like quippy one liner and be like, "Wow, it's fun." Hey everybody, it's Tanner. 
Thanks so much for listening to Crit Happens. We want to give a quick shout out to those who helped with the production of this podcast. We want to thank Zane Lowry for the amazing intro music he composed. If you want to hear more, go ahead and follow him on YouTube at Zane Lowry Music. And we want to thank Max Guerrero for creating the music loops for this podcast. We will be releasing new episodes every Friday, so stay tuned for more spell jamming adventures. Now, back to our story. shuts as you guys are enveloped in a very dim glowing red light of the pod as you settle as you hear like a metal on metal tongue uh jib is going to use an action and pull out a small flashlight <laughs> one of his, his last his last magical tinkering device that is literally just like a very dim flashlight that can basically shine out 10 feet okay yeah it can illuminate the the, the, the pod pretty much it's, it's literally just attached to his gun as you guys are sitting in the absolute darkness uh, lights come on, and you can fr- see out the front window again. Out the front window, you can see what looks like metal intersecting plates, which was probably whatever ship just engulfed you. It looks like some sort of bay area from just what you can see. You don't see anyone, though. As you four in, or you four in the back, an ethereal head pokes, its, pokes into the cargo pod, looks around, A ghost! Ah! Ah! and it pulls its head back out. Oh, they came. They finally came. Gloom's been summoning spirits this whole time. She's basically the equivalent of a Ouija board. She's been trying to contact people. I've been helping her, too. I'll be like, no, no, you got to do it this way. I've been, I've done this since I was, like, 12. About three minutes pass. of just awkward silence. As you guys hear a metal on metal, tink, 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 come out. I cast invisibility on myself. <laughs> uh, hey, Gildrax will, like, stand up, brush himself off. Go, glad it was a ship. Yeah, uh, Zan will also get up. He's like, well, we're either going to die here or we live. There's no in-between. Yeah, that's life. All right, we could get enslaved again. But. You know, honestly, at this point, it's better than the sun. Fair. I mean, you're right. You're right. Man, I really hate bright lights. Yeah. <laughs> As uh, if, if no one else will, Zan will go up to the bulkhead and start untwisting it. Jib, is, Jib, Jib has his, his gun locked and loaded, ready to go. As you guys hear, as air equalizes. As the door opens, you see a ethereal form of what looks like, he looks like a normal pirate. He just looks like ghostly. A spectral sailor, Yeah, as a spectral were. sailor. Uh, and dim lights in this uh, bay area. You see several other of these specters just kind of watching you guys. They are all, they all have like various lethal wounds and like their image of like how they probably died. Like, one has, like, a bullet hole in his chest where, like, blood is just soaked through his shirt where the bullet hole was. Things like that. Like, cut throats. Things like that. Some look like they have, like, rope burns on their arms. Some uh, look uh, as though they were hung or their throat slit. Usually, you two would recognize this as various forms of probably, like, mutiny. Oh. Like, uh, these guys were probably, like, either they were, like, either the mutineers or the people who got, like, who were killed during the mutiny. Like, round up, hung, slit Mm -hmm. throat, shot in the back, things like that. As one of the specters were like, Captain, what's a word with ye? It worked, Glum. I didn't think it would, but we found our ghosts. What? You're a ghost too now. I don't even know where you are. I'm holding on to Aunt Janet's, like, sleeve. Like, some piece of you, so you know I'm there. But I'm like, I'm like this woman will protect me. <laughs> I've seen so many dead things in my life. This is nothing. <laughs> Jeff kind of laughs. Oh. like, <laughs> Hey, Gildrex, they talk like you. 
yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wise. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Just Gildrex, trying to go with the flow. Got any more of that rum? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm I'm fully out. They won't out. be outright like aggressive towards you, but they definitely like have their hands on weapons. And like the one that tapped on it with his like sword is kind of like walking in front of you guys. He looks like a first mate. He's like very distinguished from everyone else. Has like the like the, the V cut leather jacket. Uh, no shirt on underneath. Weirdly enough, but you could see like his throat was pulled and his like throat was cut and his tongue was pulled out. Mm. Like oh so his tongue gosh. is just sitting down like right here. Oh my As gosh. he's just talking normally though. It's like sitting uh, on his chest. Uh, I think we're gonna need somebody with charisma. Who's the highest the right dark now? Jib like. Gets his gun and like sets it on like the holster that's like strapped across his chest. And he's like, okay. And he uh, raises his hands and makes sure they're away from the gun yeah. to make sure he doesn't provoke. They're anybody. not like they're like they're watching you. The one they're the they pretty much will two get on each corner of you guys and escort you through the ship. Yeah, the ship looks genuinely like almost abandoned. It looks like it's been kept afloat by the bare minimum. Mm. Uh, it's not like they could do much repairs mm-hmm. so the ship kind of looks derelict it's almost it's not running it's not like broken it's just like forgotten like mm-hmm. it's been sitting for a while i i'm gonna turn to auntie janet and i'm gonna say hey what's up sweetie i think i think you're gonna need to talk us out of this and i'm going to cast enhance ability because that that gives advantage um, right yep. as you go to cast a spell one of the guys will poke you in the back with something and say hey no spell casting in here Oh, I was just casting it for my, move wisely. for my lactose intolerance. <laughs> <laughs> I, are you are you are you gonna be horrible to someone that has lactose intolerance? I was <laughs> nice to the last person, and look how that treated me. I think that's a very valid response, sir. But I do believe that um, bowel movements are also very valid. He will he will keep an eye on you. So <laughs> go right, ahead so and. Cast, you didn't cast it yet, but no. if you want to cast it, there might be some problems. Uh, Gildrax, he'll he'll play along the whole song and dance. He'll like they're not like outright aggressive yeah. towards you guys. They're actually fairly civil, as yeah. far as what pirates are civil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gildrax, you know he's sort of been here, done that. Uh, he like openly hands his weapons to whoever's like. They didn't even ask for your weapons. Oh wow! They're letting you keep your weapons. They're just saying don't touch them. Yeah. Mm. Gildrax would have like made a move to like hand someone a weapon, and he would have seen that they're not like accepting it. And he would have mm. put it back. They're not like taking anything from mm-hmm. you guys. They're just like escorting you up to the top. As you guys walk, you come to a uh, ladder. As one by one, the first mate goes up first, then you guys have to each go up, and then they'll follow up after you. Pretty much, after one of you goes up, a ghost goes up, then followed by you, then followed by another ghost. Weirdly enough, they seem like they can float through the floors though, so they're kind of just doing this out of routine. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of memory. Yeah. Um, in, you know, as you guys cute. get to a helm area, which is at the front of the ship, you guys, now that you've started walking around and you're starting to see the layout, um, you guys have seen these ships before. You probably never owned one. This is a hammerhead class ship. Ooh. Mm. So these are a, they look like a hammerhead shark. Very bulky, but can have a lot of armaments. And are fairly well armored and have a large be- uh, cargo area, which is where they can also open their mouth to just eat things. Interesting. Gildrax, please <laughs> tell me that you are a um, son of an ancient king who has power over undead spirits that um, owe him a oath that they broke. If it makes you feel better, yeah. Thank you, because it's not the plot ancient, of Lord of the Rings or anything, but please. <laughs> that sounds like. <laughs> yep, <laughs> ancient son of the who's on the what's it. That's Guy, me. That the pirate king. Um, yeah. As uh, you guys get to the helms area, you guys get to the large window 
where you can see the vast nebula, as well as the what is called a spelljammer helm. It looks almost like an electric chair in design, but not like nearly as it doesn't have like the cup that goes over your head or the sponge or anything like that. It like has it lays you back like this. There are there's like a thing that comes down in front of your face to kind of help you separate what your like your double vision because people who are attuned to spelljammers get both perceptions of like their real their what their body's doing and then what the ship's doing so that little visors to help separate that they are also strapped in a little bit not like restrained in there weirdly enough it's not a ghost strapped to this it looks like a dead like a dead person but he's like eyes are flicking and his jaw is moving and he's like moving or like he's Almost like he's moving around a bit, and he's controlling the ship as it, you guys can see it kind of like it avoid asteroids uh, as you guys make your way through the belt area of the solar system. At the front window is a, a quite probably once was imposing figure. Um, you can see tattered flesh of what remains of him, barely covering above his ribs, his spine where from where it meets like his lower back, like his uh, his his pelvis is purely visible. He has no intestines. He has a very large halberd with a weird contraption on the end of it. He also has a peg leg that looks like it was made out of some horn, almost like a narwhal horn. Ooh, it's like spiral kind of. Yeah, it spirals. Ooh, I like that. As he turns around, as he's mummified pretty much. He, He looks fairly old, but at the same time, it's a corpse. It's hard to tell his age. He carries himself with this, uh, like, a distinction. And this is definitely the captain as he once has, like, his very immaculate coat that is now rotting and torn up. Blood still spilled over it, like dried blood. You can't tell where his lethal wound was because he's rotting. But at this point, it seems to have stopped and he, some sort of undeath has overtaken him. He has an unnatural, like, hatred in his eyes. Not directed at any of you. You can just feel there's, like, anger coming from him every second of every day. Here's a Snickers. You're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> yeah, he has you and look at you guys and like, who are you? As well, he'll like tick, tick, walks over tick, with his yeah. peg leg. Yeah. <laughs> Jib is, Jib is um, like, every time his peg leg hits, it sparks. It goes, tick, really? Tick. Jib is like, tick. well, uh, I'm Jib. Mm-hmm. He'll like lean down. He's, uh, once he gets closer, he's like six foot eight. You can tell like the skin. Is he, he, is he human? No, he looks Goliath actually. Oh. He looks, yeah. He looks like he was once a Goliath. You could see oh, faded tattoos on his skin. That probably would have been more vibrant when he was alive, but uh, his milky white eyes that do not seem to have pupils as he leans down, like, face level with you and, like, looks at you. Hi. Mm-hmm. He doesn't smell like he's rotting is the good news. Oh, good. He uses the same technique I do. <laughs> as he looks at every one of you, and he'll go down, like, jib. And he'll, like, kind of stand up and look at you. Name. Uh, Gildrax will sort of take his hat off and put it over his chest. He says, Captain, I be Gildrax. Mm. Hi there. <laughs> Hello. How did you get yourself stuck in the afterlife, dearie? <sighs> you answer the question first. <laughs> the name's Andy Janet here. Mm. I, I love... I love it here already. I can already smell it. I thought you were about to say, I love older men. (laughs) (laughs) We're already here. Why not? (laughs) Oh, le cringe. Um, He'll look at you, plasmoid. I'm invisible. It lasts for an hour. Mm -hmm. Plasmoid. Oh, he looks Mm-hmm. Oh hi! That's the most like power move. Yeah, like I'm the, the ghost will kind of like I know. <laughs> the ghost will like look around like, 
Huh? I'm a super big fan. I love ghosts and dead things. Then why are you hiding? Um, you know, uh, last time I showed myself, I became enslaved. So, you know, maybe a mental defense mechanism, which isn't good according to my therapist. But I, anyway, and I drop invisibility. Gloom. Gloom's the name. Gloom. Faye, what is your name? Um, my name is Chair. Chair. Share. Share. Or Chair. People yeah. pronounce it however they like. I don't, I don't discriminate. Whoever calls you Chair really doesn't know how to say your name, it sounds like. No, but I don't care that much. It's, I'm right. trying something out new. Don't you know? let people sit on you like that. You know what? <laughs> I, I got that. That was funny. Oh, Thank a pun. You. Look yeah. at me. I'm a comedian. <laughs> I don't like this. Anyway. So, uh, continue. Uh, as he kind of like stands up straight and kind of like takes like a, like that heroic pose that you always see on posters. Like, <laughs> I am Captain Dreadhelm. Nothing ominous about that. All right. <laughs> yeah, you guys can make it. Uh, you two can make a history check. Ooh. It would be rather difficult, but you might know. Jib knows nothing. He rolled a one. <laughs> history eighteen. Crit happens, folks. Yep. So with an eighteen, <clears throat> Dreadhelm, you know, was he was a not super famous pirate. But he was on, like, the... He was up there in, like, the lower tiers of infamy. He was spe- uh, specifically hated by the 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 Sylvan, uh, the Sylvan courts, or the Sylvanus legions, whatever you want to call them, for his, his not-so-kind nebula raids. <laughs> he was known for deliberately waiting in nebulas for anyone that would come by. Uh, and he got the name for supposedly taking on a dreadnought by himself in oh single combat. But yes, that did. is su- that is fairly looking at the man. He did not look like he could take on a dread a dreadnought yeah, by it's himself. Like a pirate's tale. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gildrax will sort of. Uh, will sort of. But he does have some like he does have a name that people mm. recognize. He says, uh, Captain Dreadhelm. Mm. Uh. Name carries weight, friend. It used to. But the only ones who care about names are the living. Yeah. How'd you find yourself in an escape pod? We escaped from from a place that was mind-flared, mind-controlled. They got hit by some people, lots of people that were shaped weirdly. They had, like, cows for heads. A minotaur. Yeah, those things. I don't mm. see them very often where I'm from. Um, but yeah, and so we got out and got floating. You're lucky. Usually the people here are scavengers. I could drop you off at the local planetoid, but uh, I don't think that you would be treated rather well. Is, uh, is there something we should know about this, uh, planetoid? <laughs> that laugh was ominous. And no bigger source of crime and villainy. <laughs> Tortuga! Man, I get it. No, <laughs> it is a very shifty world. The Not the world, the moon. The world does not have a lot of uh, spell jamming capabilities, but the moon is where all the traitors and other spell jammers go. You could possibly find work there. Say, uh, we, uh, can we find work uh, here? As he looks around at the ship, you uh, wouldn't happen to have uh, room for some extra uh, deckhands, would you? Actually, he kind of like strokes like his raw, like bone jaw. Like, I could use you. 
a lot of my crew have uh, forgotten their tools and how to use them or are incapable of using them. Jib whoops out and like spins a screwdriver around in his right hand and a small like chisel in his left. You could have what remains of our rations. We won't be needing them, but we don't stop for air very often. Never. But for you, we could make an exception. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Uh, here's, anyway. a, here's, a, here's a valuable resource to me. Our, uh, our target is in this system anyway. Ooh, a target. Jib kind of cocks his gun. <laughs> I do like uh, the man that like did target. this to us. We, we going, for, uh, going for a classic revenge story? A little bit. <laughs> How long was this? I want to say four years ago. Four years? Oh, so kind of recent. Mm. Okay, I thought this was a little longer, but okay, I'll get it. I am, uh, I know I'm not the m- nicest to look at. <laughs> oh, honey. But they gorgeous. left me to the, they left me to the wildlife. He, he definitely looks like something has eaten a lot of him. <laughs> but please, if you insist on staying... It should only be a couple weeks. And you shouldn't run out of air by then. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, who we killing? My old crew that mutinied. The bastard Xander has left me like this. And only when he's dead can I rest. Do you know why your old crew would have done this to you in the first place? We were hunting some treasures from before. We were done raiding elves as I realized how much pain and suffering I caused. So I tried to turn a new leaf, but the treasure hunting wasn't nearly as valuable. And so my old crew was, uh, besides the loyal ones, as he points to the ghosts around him, they uh, didn't like the new pay. Mm. I welcome you to anything on the ship that you could find useful, besides my leg... And my pole arm. As he like holds his like pole arm close to him and his leg. Like he like taps his like weird horn leg. Is those actually physical or are those like spectral? He's well? like he's actually like a body. He's like He's a full on he's body. Fused. He's not okay. like a ghost. It's not a ghost like his yeah. other people. Okay. Um you know ne- you know necromancy. I sure do. Make me a oh, yeah. make me an arcana. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Now that you know a my little hobbies. bit about him. <laughs> my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> My hobbies include sewing, knitting. It was a seven, uh, sadly. You've heard of people coming back from the dead. Don't forget hairdresser. Like spirits and stuff like that. So that's probably what he is, is just a vengeful spirit. Just a vengeful spirit. Yeah, of some sort. That's all. I'll take it. He uh, gives you guys kind of like a sadistic smile. He's like, uh, they can't escape us now. We know where they are. As like the the helmsman has like like almost like he's like looking... Like, he has, like, a thousand-yard stare as though he's looking at something off in the distance. It's like he's perfectly guiding the ship around everything. Like, he has, like, an unerring accuracy of where they are. I do love a good good recipe of revenge. I love it. Love it so fresh. So what do you need us to do, though? You can pretend to be the last surviving members of this crew. Lure them aboard. And then we could start the slaughter. Oh, I'm so down to lie to these bastards. Let's go. <laughs> uh, just uh, point me at something and shoot, Captain. <laughs> he just gives you kind of like that weird grin and chuckle he has going on. Make yourself at home, crew. Crew.